Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 14th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants, section 64 through 66. And before we jump into anything that's found in those sections, I wanted to read one of my favorite scriptures found in Doctrine and Covenants, section 93, because I think it's going to tie two principles together perfectly. Section 93, verse 20 says, For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness, and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. Now yesterday, Doctrine and Covenants 64, verses 2 through 4, we talked about the grace and the forgiveness and the mercy that our Savior wants to extend to us. We talked about how he is compassionate, forgiving, and merciful and how desperately we need those attributes of the Savior, how desperately we need his atonement to become better every single day, and his atonement for those areas that we fall short. It's only through his compassion, grace, mercy, and forgiveness that we can overcome the world and become the people that our Father in heaven would have us be, and obtain all the things that he would have us obtain. However, there is a flip side to that. As we desire and crave that grace from our Savior, we are also expected to extend that grace to our fellow man. Starting in verse 8, the Lord says, Wherefore I say unto you, that ye ought to forgive one another. For he that forgiveth not his brother his trespasses standeth condemned before the Lord, and there remaineth in him the greater sin. I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. And ye ought to say in your hearts, Let God judge between me and thee, and reward thee according to thy deeds. Now, are you seeing how this verse in section 93 connects our principle yesterday of the grace that our Savior offers us with what he is teaching us next in these verses? Not only is the Savior desiring to offer us grace, he's also requiring that we extend grace. And in section 93, he teaches us that we receive grace according to the grace that we extend to others. It's interesting, in verse 9 here in section 64, it says that these disciples of old decided not to forgive one another, and then it said, For there remaineth in him the greater sin. So our inability to forgive our brother is worse than whatever our brother did to us. Now, sometimes that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would my lack of forgiveness be worse than a sin that someone else committed? And there are a couple reasons for this. First of all, it reminds me of the teaching of the moat and the beam. Now, a moat is a tiny sliver and a beam is a huge log. Now, obviously, we're not going to walk around with a beam in our eyes, but what the Savior is trying to teach us here is about perspective and about closeness to us. For example, our thumb is smaller than the moon, but we can cover up the moon with our thumb because our thumb is close to us. And because it's so near to us, it appears bigger than the moon. When we choose not to forgive, it doesn't matter what the other person did because the lack of forgiveness is so close to us it automatically is bigger than whatever someone did to us. And it's more important 
than whatever someone did to us because it's personal. It's about us and our salvation. And that's what we need to be worried about. Not what someone else did, but what we are doing and our own choices. And so that's one reason why our lack of forgiveness is a bigger sin than what someone else did to us. But the second reason is, is when we refuse to forgive someone else their trespasses, when we refuse to forgive someone else of things that they did wrong, in essence, we are denying the atonement of Jesus Christ for that person. We want the atonement of Jesus Christ to be active in our lives. We crave it. We need it. And yet when it comes to someone else's life, someone else's mistakes, someone else's sins, sometimes we want to believe that it doesn't extend to them as well. And in essence, when we're doing that, we are denying the atonement of Jesus Christ. If it's to work for us, and if it can work for us, then we have to acknowledge and accept that it can work in the lives of of others. President Monson said, he who cannot forgive others breaks the bridge over which he himself must pass if he would ever reach heaven. For everyone has need to be forgiven. And in order to obtain that for ourselves, we have to allow it for others. Grace for grace. Because truly, for the atonement of Jesus Christ to be totally active in our own lives, we have to extend that grace to other people. In the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, the Savior teaches this same sort of thing. Starting in verse 23, he says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother has aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now that might not make sense how that relates, but let's remember what the altar was and what it was for in that day. If you were to bring a gift to the altar, most likely you were bringing that gift for the purpose of atonement, for the purpose of repentance. And so in the scripture, he's saying, look, if you're coming to the altar for atonement, if you're coming to this altar for forgiveness and repentance, but you remember that you haven't forgiven your brother and that you're having this problem with someone else, Go make that right first. Go forgive your brother and seek forgiveness from him first. And then you can come to the altar. Then you can seek atonement. Then you can seek repentance and forgiveness. Truly, my friends, when the Savior teaches us that we receive grace for grace, it's because of this principle that we are expected to forgive all men in order to obtain that forgiveness for ourselves. Elder Uchtdorf taught, Heaven is filled with those who have this in common. They are forgiven and they forgive. We need both things in our lives. We desperately need forgiveness. We desperately need the atonement of Jesus Christ. But we also need the other side of that coin, which is to forgive other people, allow them to make mistakes, and to have access to that same forgiveness and the same atonement that we constantly seek. And then in verses 10 and 11, I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. And ye ought to say in your hearts, let God judge between me and thee, and reward thee according to thy deeds. Now, when it comes to our Father in heaven's forgiveness, when it comes to the atonement of Jesus Christ being activated in our lives, there are certain steps we need to take. There's repentance that needs to be had. And so when the Lord says, I will forgive whom I will forgive, that's on the merits of 
true repentance. However, I love that it tells us that of us, it's required to forgive everyone. There are no steps that are given for us to extend our forgiveness. There's no standard that has to be met before we extend forgiveness. Rather, those steps, those standards are to receive forgiveness from our Father in heaven, but you and I are expected to extend that forgiveness freely and openly to our fellow men. And then in verse 11, it teaches what I absolutely love, and that is ultimately that our Father in heaven is the judge. It's up to him to judge between me and thee. It's up to him to make that ultimate judgment. It's not on me. It's not my place. So we turn that over to him and let him be the judge. And that allows us to let go and to just forgive and love. Elder Uchtdorf also said, Brothers and sisters, there is enough heartache and sorrow in this life without our adding to it through our own stubbornness, bitterness, and resentment. We are not perfect. The people around us are not perfect. People do things that annoy, disappoint, and anger. In this mortal life, it will always be that way. Nevertheless, we must let go of our grievances. Part of the purpose of mortality is to learn how to let go of such things. That is the Lord's way. My friends, we can have faith to let go, knowing that we are not the ultimate judges. We can have faith to let go, knowing that that person's salvation is between them and the Lord and has nothing to do with us. Our Father in heaven does not appoint us to be a judge over our fellow men. Rather, our Father in heaven appoints us to be a friend, a brother, or a sister. He appoints us to love, and that's it. And when we understand that, it makes it so much easier to just let go. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.